Okay, well, we're live. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. I left that intro. Oh my gosh. She's t- <laughs> folks, we're not this is this is a PG. We're not talking about no back door, front door. Okay, so folks, Valentine's Day has cleared, but before we go, the music you're listening to is from DJ Chauncey D. Mm. He's in Los Angeles right now. Chauncey D. You should come uh, back to New York, Chauncey. He's going to Tori Amos with me. You did not get that ticket. Anyway, so... You guys, we're, we got stuff to talk. So the music, DJ Chauncey D <laughs> and Van Hector, right? Hester. It's Hester. Um, 53 Christopher Street. It's mm-hmm. a it's a hit, ladies. So it's yeah, Valentine's Day is over. We we have a lot to talk about. We have so a it's, lot. To, so it's it's been this, it's been a while. This episode honestly. is yeah. called What Happened to Cuffing Season? <laughs> It just it just came and went. So cuffing season, what? Mm, cuffing season ruined some people. We you saw know, some people who were cuffed, and then we saw them today walking down Ninth Avenue with a baby stroller. Like, oh, <laughs> let's talk about daddies up in. Oh my god, you guys! <sighs> so me and me and Doctor Scott, so my co-host here, she has now officially reached co-host status. Yeah. On the pod, mm-hmm. this is Talk Sex with Dick, right? So oh. I am Dr. Dick. And so we're walking down the street, and there is this, like, sexy... Uh, what What was the... He was giving he up was, some... He was vibes. He was... he. You know, ladies, when you see someone and you go, zaddy, he just put the whole... <laughs> And the daddy. So he was a like he was a dad. I was like, hey, if somebody <laughs> wants to come and be my daddy, oh, he was pushing I'll, I'll a stroller kids. now, I and I was kids like, with him. Mm. he was he looked like a hipster kind of, but he was here, you guys, and he was not queer. Maybe mm. he was a gay dad. He could have been, but he was a uh, devoted I don't think dad. So. I think so. I just no, we're not giving out names, but a lot of the guys in my practice. Mm-hmm. They're heterosexual. Mm. Lots of them got pregnant. Not them. Ooh. I just started a single dad. I mean, a, 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 a dad's group because everybody was getting pregnant. Ooh. So. As we both took a sip of our Pinot Gris. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been cuffing season. So, we, um, let's, let's tr- backtrack so a little let's bit. So, let's backtrack. So, Dr. Scott and I. He was my Valentine. You were my Valentine. Oh. I got you a present for Valentine's Day. She did, you guys. <laughs> they're cufflinks. Yes. I'm going to be walking my niece down the aisle. I, I, I'm still debating whether we get a tuxedo for that one. But if you got a tuxedo, you've got some cufflinks. Well, you know, when I go to Jamaica with you in December, yes. I think we should do a pod in, in Jamaica. Jamaica. In Ocho Rios. Okay. Yes, babe. So we're going, mm-hmm. we're going to be going to a wedding. Um, you know, we're not sharing. Are we going to share a room? We're I think we're going to share a room. Unless you want to book one for yourself. But yeah, you can share one now. No, we'll we'll split the cost of a room. And okay. I 
already paid for mine, so you can. Oh. I'll double check How to make sure we the, have two Well, let's not yeah. talk about prices <laughs> on the on the pod. Mm-hmm. Well, so Valentine's Day, you guys, we went mm-hmm. we went to the winery. We went to City Winery, and we're having actually one of their wines right yeah, now. Yeah, having... the wine? And you guys, we don't sit and get trapped. Like, we literally just, like, I've taken two sips of my wine. but Yeah, so Richard's been... Um, <laughs> I, I, I like my men <laughs> like I like my liquor. Usually very dark and very full-bodied. Is that the way you like But it? that's how I like my liquor. But Richard has been trying to convert me. To now, like yeah. in tequila, and also some Sav Blanc and some Pinot Gris. I love some Pinot Gris, yeah. It's you, nice. You, it's like a dinner you, wine. You, you, have have a, some... you have a relationship with Pinot Gris. I do. Then. I get caught. It's called obsessive compulsive <laughs> disorder. I get oh. caught and I, I buy lots of it, right? And yeah. so I'm like, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I don't drink. But the thing is, like, I won't drink it if you're not here. Okay, that's so good. We'll you don't drink the, alone. I don't like okay. uh, I'll, I'll share wine with somebody when yeah. you know I'm uh, yeah so we yeah. had a wonderful time oh at God. city um, so we met so the first thing is I have to actually have to share is okay, that so I am getting to this space where I'm a woman in my mid 30s she's a I woman in her very, mid 30s folks very accomplished but like nice things and I've noticed that the more nice things I like and quality things that I like I am now being placed in positions where I'm around people who are not so late 30s. So one of the f- most interesting things oh for Richard God. and I when we walked so, in. Uh, we, hold on. You have to. <laughs> so Dr. Scott comes over mm-hmm. to, to the, my place. Yes. Ducked out, folks. She was wearing some tool. <laughs> it was like it taking us back to the 80s. It was that. Look, we were going to. First, we were going to see Sean Colvin, who's one of my idols. She was big in the 90s. Um, and that was when I was like a little girl growing yeah, up. Yeah, I just remember getting the song, exposed Kiss to... me <laughs> out on the dun 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 dun. <laughs> and um, I. That was that sixpence non richer. Sean. Oh, Colvin. no, no, no. I've seen um, her too, but not mm-hmm. as herself but um mm-hmm. what 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 a sun came out oh it was so god and um so yeah i have such real nostalgic memories so i was like i'm just gonna dress like i did in the 90s like i was full-on like punky booster uh-huh. full-on like soleil on fry kind of shit so i had like a um, I had, <laughs> I had oh, in my hair, God. I had um, a guys. fascinator, I had a red fascinator. So, I had also a red tulle skirt. Uh-huh. I have this shirt that we're still, we're still looking for because I, I misplaced the shirt that I wore. It's questionable where she lost <laughs> it. That's like it's the a thing. nice, it's a beautiful little like gray and black shirt. The girls were, were the girls were girling because I'm they like, were. a nice little double D situation. Oh my god. So let's fast forward. So we get to the show. <laughs> he doesn't want me to talk about my double D's. You so know. <laughs> you know, you guys, I'm on the intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing intermittent fasting since yes. September. I've lost twenty pounds mm. doing it, right? Yeah. So you know when I eat So we're I both starving, by the way. Yeah, well, I'm not fat. I can like I just don't eat as much, and it's all like I was not impressed with the food because we didn't get the app. The, we didn't get the entrees. It was a bunch of fried we stuff. We had the appetizers. Uh huh. If we'd gotten the entrees like Mama wanted. Okay. Well, <laughs> I need to get some some stuff in your eyes. Anywho, so we get into the place. First of all, I look around. 
<laughs> oh my god so you guys it was like uh, the, it was like it was snow was like, flaked up in there and i was, wasn't oh, just talking about the great like comes from the term yes. snowflake white whitey is a mm-hmm. snow there's sn- and i was no, and that's then like I'm, a that's a term talking, they use on fox news and i'm not talking about the snowflake uh-huh. that was on their head because everybody was old as dirt i mean i was talking about the snowflake as in pigment <laughs> i mean it was pretty white i didn't really i mean it was and you felt my experience when we went to mary j blige <laughs> and i was the only like literally white boy in the crowd <laughs> But you know what? Here's the thing, too, about privilege, though, right? This is something I actually realize. Um, when you're in a position of privilege, even like as a white male, it's okay for you to feel uncomfortable in those situations. Because like when you... I was at Billie Eilish and it was like all like 12 year olds and yes. me. Or I like when, just... yeah. or when you went to Mary J. Blush, those are only temporary experience for you. Those are only temporary sure. experience. Me, that is my, that's most of my reality. I know. In I'm, most I'm not, places, hey, I'm hey. like the only We're, this person is an of educational color. podcast. Yeah. I'm, and, and so it's. Well, you do only have white friends. So you oh have been God. told. <laughs> One of my interns, oh my she said that to me. She went through my Instagram. Hey, and she was I am three like... percent <laughs> Iberian, according to Ancestry.com. So, okay, don't commit a crime. They now have your DNA. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> um, but anywho, but the other really interesting part was just also like seeing how people feel about relationships. Like we sat at this table, and we were at a table with four other couples that were Can all. I, I'll tell you my yeah. experience after your experience. Oh, okay, interesting. I. It was one of those things where I looked at their relationship and I had this existential moment for a minute because I'm like, these are people who are, quote unquote, happily married. They're out on Valentine's on Valentine's Day coming out for dinner. This is kind of like what you do. Mm-hmm. Some of these women, probably it's the first time um, in a pandemic that they put on makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and got out of the house with oh their my husband. God. And they're at this dinner. And I sat there and I looked and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. is this all it is? to a relationship like is this what they do being white and comfortable it's it's but it's like yes white and comfortable so there's a level of privilege of what they're doing together sure but it was also like mm-hmm. is this what a marriage or a relationship is about like you're just using your spouse to go to experiences with each other what and it's not like well honey <laughs> what i'm so lost so like so you're saying it was, it just, for me, it was just one of those things of, like, I was asking them, like, what do they, like, how do they spend their, I was talking to the guy next to me. How do you spend your time? Like, how do you spend your time? Like, um, like tell me a little bit about your marriage and how you guys go out and have oh, fun. Oh, because Asa's doing some, like, you know, stuff for the pod. You're, like, yeah. So I was, like, very much engaged with them and trying to talk to the guys, and they were just very much, like, I... I go to work. My wife does her thing. I do my thing. And I, mean, I was like, so when pretty, was your last, was like, stiff I was like, experience. when was your last dinner date? When did you guys go to like, um, a thing? They're like, maybe somebody's wedding. Like that's um, how, that's, that's how their marriage has now become. It's like their husband and our wife is obligated to show up to these plus one events and celebrate Valentine's Day or their anniversary mm-hmm. and each other's birthdays together. Other than that, you go to your corner, I go to my corner and mm. we talk about the kids. That is a pretty depressing... I mean, it was. There was the two women yeah. and the two guys, and they're, like, talk. I mean, but the way that I felt it, this, mm-hmm. uh, like, I felt, because I grew up poor white trash. Mm-hmm. So I felt package. like, yeah, and you're like, 
these people are like rich and wealthy. Oh, they were very rich. They, yeah, they were like, like they were just lawyer, not a like, little bit rich. Yeah. I mean, it was like I felt like the like, and I felt like like I didn't want to be in their experience. Yeah, like they were. They were. It was sort of like the really first part. The first part was the like the look at us to kind mm-hmm. of be like, how are you guys affording to be here? Yes, <laughs> like fuck you. We're here. Yeah. We're. No, I'm queer, mm-hmm. and she's not. Mm-hmm. Just go to Jasmine's. We're going to Jasmine's next time. Okay, we're going to talk about Jasmine's. We're going to Jasmine's. talk about that in a minute. But yeah, so after that, well, after, after that experience of those on our table, then I looked over to two couples who clearly seemed like they were fucking. Who? It was the, um, the, I don't know how to politically correct No, we're like, not. Just let's. let's <laughs> what were their names? Do you remember? I don't remember. But there was a couple. They were married for 18 years. Right? And they were there. They, they were, were there. They were enjoying life. And it's like, they were two people who society might judge. I'm just going to put it this way. They are not a typical... I think the politically correct term is little person. Little persons, yeah. They were two... And so it was one... Sweet, though. It Sweet was amazing. pie. Yeah. So number one, it was great that they, they found each Long other. They were from Island, so we said we'd mention them on our pod. Yeah, I think I followed them, too. Oh, you did? Yes. Well, the, so, they were lovely. They were very lovely. So number one was that, you know, I always wonder about that. Like, as I get more um, Mm -hmm. up the ladder, I should say, you know, as a person of color, am I going to find another person of color who will fit into my mold? Like, who would be that person for me? Like, who would be that person for me? Like, my plus one. Well, I'm your plus one. You are my plus one. She's my plus one. (laughs) Except not Tuesday night, because I'm going to see Dulipa, Mama Lipa. And Tuesday night, I'll be in Orlando. Oh, yeah. You're going to be in. We should have taken the train. (laughs) But you are. Anyway, so. Yeah, but it was just one of those things. So I I looked at them. Those people made me feel like. Like, I was poor white trash. Like, mm. I didn't deserve a seat at that table. Yeah. And, and Metaphorically I, and physically. Yeah. And just, like, I don't know. Those are not the people that I want to, like, have dinner with. Mm. Right? Mm. But that also, I think it was the reflection of the guy who was the walking in Memphis guy. Yeah. And he, there was a, like, lyric in a song. Like, mm. I was like, oh. Like, Should we mention his name? Because I know his name. What's his name? Marcone. Yeah. It was a little mm. walking in Memphis. I, I like, but Cher mm-hmm. sings that yeah. song. It's it's really interesting because I think he um, is a Jewish male. And so he feels entitled to make self-deprecating um, like humor at him being like a rich cis white male. But it just comes off paternalistic and a little bit racist. And I think that was well, what you experienced. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that. And, so, and, and I think that goes back to, like, we were talking about Whoopi earlier, right? The double standard is that some people always feel like when they're at a certain stature, that they mm-hmm. can make certain statements, even in a questioning manner, and then get um, without consequences. And, sure, but and she has a way bigger platform than she does. She has a yes, and that's why her consequences. Her dick is really big her right now. Her dick is full, real big right now, because Whoopi Whoopi was um, <laughs> she was suspended for a couple of weeks, and their their ratings. So plummeted. I don't believe in canceling people. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an appropriate thing to do. It doesn't change if we're going to change things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have my whole opinion on things, yeah. but. 
Um, but but I think sometimes it's not canceling, it's about consequences. So we'll differ on I that, mean, right? I mean, I think she's wrong. Yes, and I think she should have think felt the consequences. She should have felt the consequences, but I think there's like people like, but she also is on national television. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you hold that platform, I mean, we're not like, we are an international podcast, folks. Shout out to our South American viewers. Up in Guyana. Daddy, you know who I am. And that's my real daddy. Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd. Yes. And my cousins who lived in, in Scotland and my aunt in the UK. You're so international. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. So we did, she sang, but it was kind of a little deception because I thought we were going to get a full show. She came out and did some songs and then like. Because it was his platform and then he was sort of inviting I don't her know that share. I would have bought the tickets. I don't think we would have like been no. that excited to go because we were like, could have fucked his him. And when we got into the show, everybody was like, oh my God, do you like Marco? And like, he was like. We did our wedding song was to him. Everybody and we like, had their wedding song. Every the people next to I mean, Mark and we we're Hall. like, we just came to hear Sunny came home. But so Scott is sitting there, and she knows all the lyrics to every fucking song. I kid you not. She was like mouthing the lyrics, like it was my her whole eyes. childhood. Okay, well, together. it was good. So that was a beautiful mm-hmm. night for us, even though yeah. someone did not let me order the entree. Well, because you, it would have. We sent the food. I wanted to be responsible, but okay. you did pay for dinner, so I should have said. <laughs> so that's the thing, boys. Let's talk about what's going on in the world right now. It's probably going to get me in some heat, but no, no, no. Let's let's let's. We're gonna okay. We're not gonna. It's the world is heavy. We don't. We are not a political like podcast. We're not. We're not going to go there. We're just going to say we're praying for everyone that's involved. Um, We are definitely, you know, we're champion for the little person. So we're definitely our hearts and 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 sentiments are with Ukraine, but we are not political. We do not. We're not educated as much on the topic. So So we're not going to really. I will say this last summer when mm-hmm. um, our talk was being like when Azerbaijan was coming in and like mm-hmm. m- the, all these like people all these Armenians were being murdered not a peep on the news so mm-hmm. I think we need to bring light to that mm-hmm. and the only reason that we're not talking about it mm-hmm. is because do they have resources that we want mm. I mean that's a real white thing to do. It is. Wa- you yeah. walk into somebody's house. What can I? What can I loot and pillage? I think that was you know. You did say something though. I remember. This is a, like now the white folk knows what it feels like to get the. You listen, know, listen, listen. We I, ain't political I, though. Okay. <laughs> we're not. But it was just you know as a person of color, it was one of those things where I'm like I'm looking at the TV and I'm just like. It breaks my heart to see, and I think this is where empathy is very important, because as a person of color, I empathize with what is happening in Ukraine and what's happening in the world, because when I see wars, I know what war has brought. I've experienced war in my country. I've experienced war um, as a person who's looked and seen, you know, my my forefathers or my ancestors or my brothers or sisters in Iraq and Afghanistan experience, you know, the terror of war. I had a really good friend who would tell me about um, her experience in um, Bosnia when 
and um, the Serbs and the Croats were fighting. And I had friends who were Serbian who I know also like suffered the stench, uh, the stench of being Serbians during those times. So I know that war is super complicated. Well, um, we are just sending a prayer. We are. We are. We are. Tonight when we were at church, because me and Scott <laughs> went to church. We and have been, yeah. It was good. Today we was good. We were uplifted. We were yes. uplifted. I felt very heavy. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, there. so there's this church. It's called Church of the City. Shouts the Church of the City. And you know what? I've experienced church abuse. Mm. And that's why I've not went back for years. Yeah. And Asa said, let's go. Um, I've been a couple times, but I'm, I'm just sitting there and... It, there's a lot of pain that is coming along with. Mm. I was always told I couldn't be, mm. and I think this minister. What is his name? Oh my gosh, I forgot pastor's name. I'm gonna remember his name. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. Yeah, go ahead. He's good. He's, he's very good. He's very intellectual. And, and I the think, thing is, I think is the, we, way the whole he... thing is, is he's saying we need to deconstruct the the church has really fucked some shit up. Mm-hmm. They've really done a real damage job in hurting people breaking people down, abusing people, using things like religion to justify, like going in and um, colonizing people Mm -hmm. and what he said. And he's been very consistent in the last two times that I went. And I mean, it's a great, like, it's a very young church. Mm -hmm. So it's very much like people in their 20s, 30s. And now I'm, I feel young (laughs) while I'm there. But, you know, I think the thing as a gay man going into church, there's a lot of... The first, you feel that anxiety. It's like, is today the day that they're going to preach the message about, like, that I'm going to burn in hell? And or, the Sodom and Gomorrah message that's right, going to happen. Come like, on. Is that... And, and, I, and I empathize with that because I'm like... But he said some things that were very, like, it was something that he said is, like, the message of our culture is that we've taught, like, that people, like, he was like... My like, what did he say? Like uh, people, like I'm a racist. Like people. So it, yeah, he talked about the Pharisaic um, kind of code, where it's basically that. For the folks you... out there, those are who Jesus didn't like. He's well, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Those were like the religious people who the Jesus religious was zealots. not down with. He was like hanging out with the. You know. He was with the poor. He was with the prostitutes. He was with the drunkards. He was with, with the With the murderer. people who felt broken by yeah, religion. Absolutely. But anyways, the moral of the story, to package it up in a bow, mm-hmm. not to digress, but it was a very good service, and I felt very... Seen, heard, Like, I am heard. not having... I feel like finally somebody's sitting up at the pulpit and saying, you guys have really sucked, mm-hmm. and you guys need to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Because there's a big message of love. Yeah. And we need to be a well rather than a fence. Yes. Like in Mexico. Like here. We need to tear down those walls. Mm-hmm. Why are we going here tonight? We're talking mm-hmm. about... Ca- Anyways. So I felt... I felt... I may... I want to send him a little email that says, As a gay person, I've never felt more welcome in a church in the whole 25 years. I was like counting up how many years that mm-hmm. I've been like... A Christian and how that has felt mm-hmm. and it's felt very accepting mm-hmm. so if you're in New York and you're looking for a very good church church of the city yeah 59th 57th between 9th and 10th um but but I think this goes really well on what we were talking about which is about um cuffing season and the end of cuffing season and okay. what well hold on let's before we get there so me and scott go to the 
thing. We go to see Sean Calvin. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's good, folks. It's amazing. Other than the few moments where I roll my <laughs> eyes. So we leave, we get some wine, mm-hmm. and we like, we meet, and then we meet this this woman who I think is a lesbian, <laughs> right? I'm like... she. Ta- if, if there was a lesbian lookalike concert, she, she would have won. <laughs> Not to stereotype her, but she was. She was so... Like, she was nice, but she had a rap... Oh my gosh, she was she yeah, she was she was the Brooklyn the Brooklyn rapper. Yeah, the Brooklyn rapper. <laughs> I'm gonna find it. If I find it, I'll find it. We'll find the video. Oh my gosh. So the... anyway, so she was fun. Yes. I enjoyed her. The Brooklyn rapper, guys, she was from Park Slope. Park Slope in Brooklyn. Digging it up. <laughs> so anyways, okay, so we came home. Mm-hmm. We tried to do a podcast, but that thing was trash. I was not Scott, you had had too much Wine. What are you doing? I'm are trying you up to on find her. I'm trying to find her. Well, we're not going to find Park Slope, lesbian, I know, almost rapper. Yes. <laughs> she was sweet. She was very sweet. So, anyways, so then, you know, that was our Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and you were my give me your hands. You yes. were my. You were like my plus one, and thank Aww. you for coming. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a heavy. It was a heavy day because you know it was. It was one of your first Valentine's in a while. Yeah. You know, that was nice, though, Mm -hmm. that you were there. You know, thank you for showing up. I'll be there. Okay. Just call my name. And I'll I'll be be there. there. So last night, Mm -hmm. fast forward in the tape, we went to Jasmine's. Ooh. So, guys, guys. Jasmine. Jasmine is my favorite. Favorite restaurant. See, in the I'm like kitchen. nervous about like putting that on the pod because I feel like we're gonna get like it's no. like we're gonna have to always make reservations now. Well, <laughs> you know why? I'm gonna tell them that I'm gonna say, hey, oh, you guys are our favorites. First of all, it's, the first part is so please, the atmosphere. Do, the atmosphere is, lit. is so lit. It's lit. It's inclusive. It's it welcoming. Like I saw me everything on the rainbow if, there. If, if Waiting to Excel would have been free on Amazon Prime, we would have been watching it we last night. It. Instead, we, we watched The Preacher's the Wife. The Preacher's Wife with uh, Whitney Houston mm-hmm. and Denzel Courtney Washington. Courtney B. Vans mm. and Denzel, which we loved. We um, loved that. Yeah. So the atmosphere was definitely there. There was an atmosphere of inclusion, love, fellowship. If you had a birthday celebration, it's lit to be there. Their goal is that if you go there for a celebration, you are mm. leaving drunk. So well, it's we like did not. We were around. just like having a. We, we were, were old. A... We are not going there to get drunk. I'm so just we looking were... for. Oh, there we go. So we were there just having a really good time, but the tables next to us, everyone was celebrating a birthday. A birthday. <laughs> it was a birthday, and then next to us. Next um, to us. Yeah. So we met somebody last night. Mm-hmm. So if you're on my Instagram, mm-hmm. it's the the puppy. We're, we're a puppy handler. <laughs> okay, so I had to figure out so what a puppy it's was. Support puppy Cooper PhD. He teaches Justin. He's from, mm-hmm. he's from Boston. Doctor Justin. There he, there he is. Doctor Justin is a pup. He's a he's, puppy. He's a puppy. Oh. And it's, you know, I've seen them out. That, is that his puppy boyfriend? That's his puppy boyfriend. So he was. I, guys, I'm goes. a young little Christian girl growing up 
on Brooklyn side so of this support world. Pop Cooper. <laughs> he has a coaching business. So if you want to be a, if you want to learn about, I think I'm going to have him on the pod. He's a sex educator, right? He's, yeah, he's a sex educator. He teaches through the Modern Sex Therapy Institutes. He's doing a SAR with them, a sexual. Mm-hmm. Attitude. He's. Attitude very knowledgeable about stuff. sex, and I've never had somebody who talked yeah, he's to me a professor. so well about it. And he's charismatic. He's a good looking. Well, he was yeah. very good looking, and he's single. And he's single, but I'm not a handler. Well, well, you never know. Woof, I, love in puts my, a whole new meaning in my to the head, term love. He is the type of guy I envision Hewitt, educated. A well, except for the puppy thing. The puppy thing is just a little interesting for me. I mean, I'm, I mean, like, expo- educated. can I talk about something? So I'm on, mm-hmm. and I want to talk, I want to speak to this. Mm-hmm. We do not shame here. We do not, no. We, don't, we, we do not shame. So I'm sitting on, and the, on Henge, and this person who is non-binary mm-hmm. says to me, blah, 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 and I was like, they're, they're like, are you a monogamous person? And I was like, I, you know, I tend to be monogamous. And they're like, they went in and they were like, um, well, I go to sex parties. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's very you. like non, you know, like non-conventional. Mm-hmm. And then they blocked me. Because you said sex parties were non-conventional. Yeah, they're not conventional. Here's my thing. I don't, so I don't not... yuck on anybody's yum. But there is a thing about preferences. There's certain things that's for you, certain things that's not for you. But I think if we get to this thing where we start telling people they should and should not, Mm -hmm. right? But here is the here's the key, folks. Mm -hmm. We I we are not here to should on anybody's. We're not shoulding. We're not shoulding on other people. And you know why? Like, I I personally will not do a sex party. Right? It's not Mm. my thing. It's just not my thing. Okay. Um, I tend to be very private about things sexual, unless Ooh. I'm talking in my circle. So you're just a one-man one kind of show kind of guy? No, I'm not a one-man type of show. I'm just saying that, like, and, oh, that's Wait, what they said. have you ever done a tape? They were like, you're a sex therapist, but yet you're not, you're not. Explorative. Explore, and I was like. That's not what a sex therapist does. Yeah, that's not my job to be explorative. Like it's like basically saying I'm an addiction specialist, but I don't know how to like shoot up I heroin. Shot, I haven't <laughs> done a bunch of cocaine. No. Like I'm not here to Honey. tell you. So we have to make sure that just because somebody doesn't engage in the way that you do with sex, mm-hmm. we're not judging you. Yeah, and you should not be judging so, them. So here's and I thing. will yes. say we should because mm-hmm. this is the only time I'm going to say should because sometimes when I'm sitting in session I will say to the person that's sitting next to me mm-hmm. or in front of me you know I'm normally not this direct but I'm going to be right now mm-hmm. one of the things I'm going to say right and, this, and then we're moving on this might not be a popular opinion for you so this is good we Richard and I don't always have to agree we do on not. everything but when we're sitting in the gates <laughs> girl when we're we, sitting where God is going to let us in because we he knows we're in one accord um. one accord done check check <laughs> So, num- so number one, this gentleman or person, I should say, because um, it's non-binary, them they, yeah, um, has every right to say to you, you do not support 
you know, sex parties, and that's not something that you're interested in. Oh, no, in. I, so so they, I support people going. I just don't, no, no, so, I'm not personally going to go okay. myself. Can I just finish? Yeah, I'm just, I want to clarify so people don't, <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, he. So he, so he, he or them, can, can, they could have possibly said to you, they. yes, they could have said to you, oh, what do you think about that? And you're just like, hmm, that's not traditional. That's not non, something non conventional. That's interesting. Not my cup of tea. Their response could be, okay, I'm going to end this conversation with you now because... Or maybe they should get curious. But we, we are not, you know, we are not in alignment because this is something that's important to me sure. and my life and the way that I express mm-hmm. love and share. And if mm-hmm. you're not down with the funk, we can't go anywhere. That's what they sure. should have said. Instead of being like, block, move on people just that's the the thing that's so we are doing intentional dating yeah ooh what are you intending in your dates well I'm like being intentional I want to just be intentional in my dating I have 10 things that I have in my mind and are you being like upfront about those those? no because I don't want somebody to adjust who they are to Mm. it's like um I don't want to date somebody who is a smoker. Mm. Uh, irony, I used to be a chronic smoker. I was smoker. about to say, Shirley, look at the pot, girl. The pot? <laughs> oh, my pot? Well, hey, my pot is, you know, anyway, my pot is clean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyways, um, so fast forwarding, we were at Jasmine's. And I'll yes. tell you what, we mm-hmm. got that girl her birthday cake. We got her birthday cake. We were celebrating as well with other people. It was very, I loved being in that environment. Because it makes the me feel like. The music was lit. People are dancing. Everyone was happy. It's not like the Sean Calvin concert. Because <laughs> it's a Jamaican inspired restaurant. It, we're going we're gonna to stress on the inspiration. Because if you are someone from the Caribbean world or the Caribbean I mean, affiliate. I feel like somebody was smoking. And of course, I mean, it's marijuana. It's just legal, you know. No, they were smoking cigarettes. Oh, that's not true. It was some marijuana. Jamaicans people don't smoke cigarettes. They smoke them. No, I know a cigarette when I smell (laughs) one. So they're probably smoking a black and mild, which is not considered a cigarette. Well, anyhow, (laughs) it was a cigarette. Anyways, we're not getting the place shutting down or ticketed. Mm -hmm. But um, but that was a fun night, which we really enjoyed. I think it was so much fun. We and were you, celebrating. We had like I. What did we order? The shrimps. Oh, we had coconut scrimps. I, mm-hmm. I would like to say scrimps in my culture. So we had Scrimping. some some coconut mm-hmm. shrimp and the crab cake. You the tell crab them cake how was keep delicious. Going. And then Richard um, and I had some entrees. We had ooh, somebody was bougie and had some lobster with some. Lobster with uh, ooh with rice and peas, with um, the oxtail gravy on the rice and peas, yum yum yum, and then the other person had the oxtail with some um, the rasta pasta, which is like and a you know what I just pasta. think of my cat Al's tail getting <laughs> getting ripped apart like with the oxtail. Don't... No oxtail is. We just don't leave any parts of the cow unused. Okay, well, that's the Native American way. Jamaican. <laughs> or the Caribbean. Well, you know. So, anywho. So, so, that, was, so that was delicious. We yeah. had that, and then we went and got some invisible cookies. Yes, it was delicious. And, I mean, I'll tell you what. I love how they all thought you were my 
But I kind of did this dance move, <laughs> like on the like. Yeah, oh my gosh, Richard was getting. getting I was getting in the looks because we we were the the music was pumping the the beverages. Pump. Pen. The be- we have three rounds, three or four rounds. How much do we have? I had two drinks. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm an adult. Okay. I was out on a Saturday night, and then we 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 and were by just, nine. We were just um, having an amazing time. Sure. And um, we got home. We watched uh, the preacher's wife. Fell asleep. Fell asleep. Then. We were like, we're going to shoot a podcast. We also have some questions from viewers. Well, we're going to get to those. Okay, I wanted to get to those earlier. So we're going to get to those. Mm -hmm. Some people have written in, right? They have some questions. Some of these are older ones. When I was doing this independently, if you go back earlier, but I think we're going to bring back some of the questions. Yeah, and if you want to hear some more advice from us, please email. You need to email info Mm -hmm. at lake, L-A-I-K-E, rising therapy. And that's info at lakerisingtherapy.com. And, and that's Lake L-A-I-K-E. Yeah. And then hopefully we will read some of yours and offer you the advice. But we should note, these are not patients. This is not clinical advice, but it's just gab with, gabbing with... <laughs> with Dr. Dick and Asa. Dr. Dick and Asa. <laughs> so, um, coughing season. Mm-hmm. We're here. It's we almost over, folks. So so I think cupping season has We gum- were in the Sephora, mm-hmm. and it confirmed our topic. So <laughs> we left church, Church of the City, mm-hmm. and then we walked into Lululem's. Oh, my gosh. We went, yeah, we went to the bougie Columbus uh, shops. I love these. I love these things. The Columbus shops. I'm telling and you And when we got there, my you know, Dr. Mo Dick was like... on Just Visitors, the last episode, mm-hmm. oh... She said, girl, once you get into some Lululems, <laughs> you will not go back. And I'm telling you what. She's right. I'll wear these things around the house. Mm. But I was like wearing them out with my friends. So I bought a couple different colors. So now they look different. I thought you had two blues, didn't you? I have two blues. But one, I'm now a medium. I used to be a large. The so, fat ass ain't so fat anymore. <laughs> tightened up, honey, because I, I go down and I'm doing two 45-minute sessions, mm. two 45-minute workouts. Every day? Every day. I try to get out wow. there in between breaks. I'm like, okay, I'm I want I want to get on that life because I have been... That's what I do. ...working yeah. so hard, not having any self I was 260 care. pounds when the I'm pandemic happened. There. When I, before I gained, and then it's this... I'm now at 198, mm. and I want to get down to 190. Mm-hmm. I just have like nine more to go, and then eight I'll more. feel good. Yeah, eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get down one to 189. Okay. But I want to feel good, you know? I want to feel good about my body, and it makes me feel good. And also, when I'm sitting in sessions all day, you know, I, I was wanted to say, sometimes I sound like I'm like a Jersey girl, right? <laughs> But that's not the way I sound when I'm in session. But, you oh. know, sometimes you got to sound, sometimes my inner Jersey girl comes out. <laughs> like when you were talking to the girl in church today when she thought your Louis Vuitton she, was pink. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, is that a thing? And I was like, no, honey. I wouldn't. You know what? When I was 40, I, I, I just want to say, for my 40th birthday, I did take myself out a little bit. Because I, you know, I went to, I've never done that. So I'm just going to sip wine in my So my anyways, anyhow. So here we are today, folks. 
cuffing season mm-hmm. is now come to an it's coming to an end. And it that is. means what so you had some things on cuffing season. I I really did. So it was just really mm. well, so I had never heard of this term. Mm-hmm. It's like lock up your boo. You get it's kind of what happened during the pandemic. Yes. So people are struggling with being alone. I think being alone triggers all of these it's negative like emotions. What the minister said to that. Yeah. I think there's some truth to that. There's some truth. Like we are and all I, looking for. We're not for, shaming. No. But there's a lot of people that are looking for love. In and the they, wrong they're places. really doing the booty calls. And they're doing the booty calls. They are looking for another person to fulfill them in spaces that they should be working on themselves or looking for God to fill those gaps in their lives. Well, what about the people who don't believe in God? So for those who don't believe in God, you need to find something else that fills that void. Okay. Have a hobby, have a passion, have a direction, and it cannot be in in another person because human beings are fallible. Sure. Human beings are not perfect. And when that person, I think you need to find something outside Mm -hmm. of your relationships. And this is the thing that I see in my office, folks. So if you wanted, if you want to come in and talk about it, we can Mm -hmm. do some breakdown. Yeah. But so the thing is, season happens during periods of loneliness. So it starts usually at the end of summer. Because in the summer, you have a lot Boys, of activities. I'm going to be having a banging body. <laughs> so you have all these activities that you do in the summer. You know, things are open. You can go to the park. I'm going to find a gay you road can team. Meet people. You can do all of those things in the summer. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. winter happens. And everyone is a little bit more, um, you know, kind of uh, homebound. And when? During the winter, when it starts to get cold. Okay, so what, how do we go from fall or summer to winter? So fall season is just an extension of summer. So there's still some outdoor activities, you know, like you have fall festivals, you have the Renaissance Fair, my really big thing that I do. But who didn't get invited? <laughs> oh who God. did not get invited? You can go this year. You can dress up like me. I, dress I up will. I'll year. get an outfit. You know I show up when there's an outfit. Exactly. Amy will take you to read the cards <laughs> no okay remember when we were sitting there and she's like reading her cards and I'm like, like let's pray to I'm like Jesus. honey just give me your hands like you are now dear father we come to you now <laughs> they know not Protect what they do so I don't watch traps. okay so I want to say I know this like and I don't care I do not watch shows about the witchcraft <laughs> don't do it I don't like I have my Okay, I we're, don't protect, get my, we're protecting our aura. We, we anyway, do so not. we're going to move on because we're going to lose but the, no the offense. two people. But no offense. If you want to read your cards, you go right ahead. But for me, I'm not. I'm giving it to the Lord. Okay. Anyhow, so, um, but anyhow, so that's so in in the fall, there's still activities to do outside. So, so when be, does the cough start so to the get? The cough usually starts close to thanksgiving it I used think to it's be usually, called something else though it's no it is cuffing season that's what it's called no there used to be it's like um people booing up cuffing season that's what okay, it is okay. so it starts around thanksgiving mm-hmm. so number one there are a couple of practical reasons people turn their hookups into kind of relationships because it's like they I go have from to go, wine to drinking beer i have to go home for thanksgiving I have to see my parents for Christmas. Go I to have to wedding. spend someone in New Year's Day with together, bringing the New Year's Eve with. 
And so they, Valentine. So they latch on to that person who's like, let me let me just figure this out. Do that for those events because they don't want to f- experience those periods of loneliness. And they stay with that person through... I went through all those this year without a bill. They experience all of those things through mm-hmm. a little bit before Valentine's Day. Because if you stay with a person for Valentine's Day, you're kind of also pot committed for summer. <laughs> so, okay. so usually people break up break right up after... Okay. No, they break up right after... So the good players, the player card is you break up around January. At the end of January, so you don't have to invest in Valentine's Day. I mean, that's smart. But there's some it's people who say big stay. holiday, folks. Yeah, I had some somebody that was so upset. That their girl, yeah, their like partner did not get them. Uh, I was like, we call like I never celebrated heterosexual love appreciation day. <laughs> I never did. It is. It's not gay people don't. We don't give a shut. You should love mm. me all year round. Oh, my Atlanta. Anywho, so. so, but there's some people, you know, some, mm-hmm. some, some pimp extraordinaire may keep you until Easter. So when it gets close to <laughs> April and it starts to get warm in April, then it's like, peace out, Cub Scout. And then you're going to explore your summer of, of freakdom. Well, <laughs> you know, or you can be a daddy. Okay, and what I know is the only boo that hangs out that stays the night is my cat, Al, Mm. down here. Look at him. Look at him, Scott. Uh He looks so cute. I love me some Al. Al was cuddling with me last night. He was. You woke me up, you're like, he wants to lay with me. And I was like, well, (laughs) let him lay, right? (laughs) So uh, let's talk about Love is Blind, and then we're going to answer this question. Girl... So I we, have, the I audience is all caught. In. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, I saw the end. Mm. It was not, I kind of knew I had two and two, but love is not blind. It's so interesting. Like, I think, you know, they call this a social experiment, but I do believe that. Are you looking at me or the wall when you're talking? I'm, I'm, lis- I'm, I'm thinking you're out processing. loud. You're processing. Yes, I'm Sometimes processing. when I'm like looking over to the edge, mm-hmm. right, I'll say to my patient, I'm just processing what you're saying <laughs> right now because that shit is deep. It's, you know, I it, they call it a social experiment mm-hmm. because of the whole idea of like, you're going to learn about these people before you actually meet them in person, but you're kind of going in pot committed before. I don't know why I'm using all of these poker terms. Pot committed? It's a poker term. I'm dating somebody who is a poker player, so that's probably why. Um, that's where she said, <laughs> do I know where my, do you know where my shirt is? Who is this man? Come on. <sighs> You it's not. It's the... not podcast ready yet. We'll tell. I'll okay. Tell, I'll well, tell. what's his? I've not. Let's. 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 Who is he? You'll. You'll find out another time. Is he the guy you showed me a picture of? Possibly. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I would like to meet him. Okay. Did we get him dinner? I need to do some investigatories <laughs> on this man. Anywho, so we're yeah. So when did you start seeing him? There is an. There is no. An I, I let hold. We're. I'm going to put some... When did you start seeing him? I'm not going to go into the depth of it. Come on. 
Well, <laughs> crickets. Insert the crickets here. Well, your best friend <laughs> does not want to tell you because their... it's still not. It's still not tellworthy. It's still not tellworthy. Okay. I'm so. going to respect it. This yes. is, folks, mm-hmm. when we respect our friends. Mm-hmm. You know what? I have a friend right now, mm-hmm. and I am sitting on something very heavy. Okay. Can I talk about it? You can talk about because it because she doesn't hear me. She doesn't mm. see me as a person. Mm. And I just want to say this. If she's out there listening, there's something that's kind of hurtful. Mm. It's, um, it, it deals with like people doing things together. Mm-hmm. And then not that I want to be invited, mm-hmm. but I'm hurt. Because this mm. person is supposed to be my best friend of... No, not you. It's, I, I'm dealing with some hurt right now. Okay. And this person has not sent me a message. They were like... They said... An apology. It wasn't about their apology to me. Mm. It's about me in a conflict with another person. Mm. And and I addressed that. There was a trip that was planned. And I wasn't invited. Because there's a conflict between me and this other person. Mm-hmm. And you... Are you looking? I'm listening to you. I'm processing. And she said to me... I said I didn't appreciate my... You know, this thing happening. This thing, you know, being... You guys planning this trip and like, why am I the person sitting on the out not get invited? Are you, is your sugar going low? I am processing and listening actively. To well, you. let's just let your I have to, folks. I have to take her phone during church. <laughs> that can you hear that? It's like I didn't realize that was too loud. Yeah. So I just I've I said and this person's like I don't think an apology would this isn't about an apology this is about your friend standing by your friend and if mm-hmm. you have two friends that are in a conflict you need to show up for your friend but anyways if you're listening love you and but I I need a break right now so anyways mm-hmm. go on so I think it's time to get into these questions because we have mm-hmm. all right so we have a couple listeners. That's um, wrote in. Okay, you know. question number one. I'm going to take notes as you say. Dr. Dick, I recently broke my engagement off because he wouldn't change. Mm-hmm. Now he's back and says he'll, he'll change. What should I do? Uncommitted in New Jersey. Well, mm. girlfriend, I'm not licensed there, so... First and foremost, this is just me answering these questions, and mm-hmm. Scott's going to come in, because we know love. <laughs> so, Scott, this person is dealing with some... Their their person said they were not going to change, mm-hmm. and now they're saying that they're going to change because that person broke off that engagement. Mm-hmm. Should... Do we... I mean, I don't know. Sometimes things are wake-up calls for people. No, no. Mm-mm. I say run. Girl, run. Run. Give the ring back. Run. Change, change, the, change the locks. <laughs> I mean, what are we... Uh, let's take a tone no. back. Mm-mm. Why? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Listen. Okay, you're going to give the yours. Only, then I'm going to give my... I'm a license. The only... The only... Changed behavior... Changed behavior is... One should endorse... Okay. Is actually setting appropriate boundaries for yourself, sticking to those boundaries, and sticking to those decisions that you've made. Well, I think sometimes things can be wake-up calls for people. But as we know, right, 
mm-hmm. your so cl- I'm going to talk in a clinical yeah st- right now. There's so, a reason why you don't tell people. Mm-hmm. Here's the list that I want in a relationship. That's why I don't say because I they, don't want you mm-hmm. if you ain't got these ten things going on, mm-hmm. and you need to check all ten boxes yep. because if the you only can, evidence of change behavior you know what somebody behavior. said to me what am i and we were doing the exercise and i got my 10 do you have yours ace i do okay and i said actually the, only, and this person i only said, have three i need them to be funny mm. and i said you want them to be fun are you sure you want that on your 10 and they're like they need to be funny mm-hmm. i need somebody who makes me laugh so when i come through that door do you hear that? That's I heard a, the door. It's like, oh my God. Okay, let's talk about the person. We're going to come back to this. The person there in 21. somebody in 2110 <laughs> that could be or could not be dead. I have done a wellness check. I called the downstairs. Hey, just to let you know, this bag has been sitting in front of the thing for, for three, days. three days. It could be a bomb, right? Oh I mean, you get reactionary when you see things in front of people's doors. I do. They could be a bomb. They could be gone. So they ordered takeout, and then they... It's a takeout bag. It's a takeout bag. This been, it could have been delivered to the wrong apartment. That probably is... Pro- I'm hoping that that's what happened. It could be... I'm going to have to send a thing to the management. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to say, look, I just want to let you know, there's this bag that's sitting here. So first, it's, unsatis- it's unsanitary. It's well, probably going to attract rodents. I don't care about rodents. that. I'm, like, we're going to have flies rodents, if somebody's yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. That's probably why Al's been wanting to go out in the hallway because he senses <gasps> some danger. Smelling. He got real upset and now he's sitting down there. Anyways, so let's go back to this. So if you're in 2110, sorry, but I had to call downstairs, not please, be in the care. Please Karen. come and let us please know that you're alive. come and knock on my door. We don't, we're not going to say which one it is. Mm-hmm. So what should they you do? You know him. He's the cello player. <laughs> yes, I met a cello player in the elevator. I know she was adorable. She was definitely like a working girl cello. Yeah, though. she's she like, had... oh, it's a pandemic project. <laughs> it was like, honey, no. She, she she was snotty with that remark. <laughs> well, I'm doing, and you know what? You heard me today. You've gotten so much better. He was playing Bach, people. Like he's one time classical. we'll have a concert on here. Anyway, so anyways, let's mm-hmm. go. So what do you think they should do? Do you? I mean, here. not what? What is the guidance? What is the the guidance? The good for gay me. guidance. Okay. Ooh, good gay guidance. The good gay. The G G G. The triple G. I'm um, putting that hashtag. <laughs> good gay guidance. Here, here is my thing. I mean, and I and I say do this with wait? love. I say this with love. Do not. Eat Where your you own shit. leftovers. Don't eat your own arm. Don't eat your own leftovers. Mm-hmm. And especially, no, it's not even your own leftovers. Don't eat your own discarded, garbaged leftovers. So you know, one, there's a, there's a thing. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Well, I agree no. With, Why are we saying it's a man? Can, it could be a. It could no, be no, no. A, I'm just, I'm just. Just saying that as a as a metaphor. Uh huh. One man's trash is another man's treasure. One person's trash. But that doesn't for mean for all our non-binary folks. But that doesn't mean that mm-hmm. you should to avoid someone else's else picking up your trash to turn it into a treasure. That you should go digging into your trash to make it into your treasure. I'm just gonna That's say. That's the problem. So I'm gonna, as I say, 
sometimes I'll say, mm -hmm. what can I share with you? And if mm -hmm. they say yes, I do. Okay. But I think when I left, mm -hmm. right, I'm glad I did. Mm -hmm. I've not looked back. So I think that if you are in a situation mm -hmm. where you don't feel that person would change, are you, Scott, I'm listening to you. Then why would they change once? So follow your heart because if you don't, you will be saying to yourself, I wish I would have blocked that phone mm -hmm. when I should have blocked that phone. Mm -hmm. And the only person that you have to blame is yourself. Mm -hmm. Damn. The only thing that you tell an ex when you take them back is that when you say goodbye or you put boundaries, that it's not final. That's that's the reinforcement. Well, so you have you to you have to set a standard. You have to yeah. say this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. This person clearly doesn't kind of get it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that we set. We have to say to ourselves, "Can you wake up in the morning?" Right. It's like when somebody somebody says, "I'm not going to use drugs again. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do this again." But then they do it, but you kind of have to accept that if you open up that door. So, mm -hmm. honey, you just in, take that engagement ring and you you like trade it in for a very nice parlay. I, into I'm something even nicer. Nice. I'm like saying, just give, give it, it back. back. Just give it give back. Give it back. Clean break. You don't want to have anything that makes you feel guilty, that sure. burdens you, that even I gave my engagement ring back. The new life that you're starting sure i say i've been in a relationship where and ended that i've paid more i've like given you all the shit that that came into it i've actually given you extra i've given yeah. you things i did that and I, i'm just like i, I just I, I just want to have a clean break that is good because advice. i want good you advice folks just i want you to be back. happy and hold because you know what the, the 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 days of me trying to fix you and help you are done. Is hold done. on to your dignity, folks. Okay, mm -hmm. next question, mm -hmm. Doctor Dick, mm -hmm. and we'll put Ann Scott. <laughs> I've been a huge fan of your pod for some time. Okay, come on, okay. pod listener. Thank you. What I want to know is this: my boyfriend wants me to give him the goods if. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But I have a deeply held religious belief to wait for marriage. Mm. I've considered giving him some backdoor action. Mm -hmm. But wondering if I should hold off altogether. I'm worried he may leave me if I don't act soon. Vicarious in Colorado. I have thoughts. <clears throat> Do you she go was first? writing them down. Those were wrote down thoughts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what? What do we? Let's break down the scenario. I feel like I'm back in graduate school. Let's break down that scenario. Mm -hmm. Let's cause ourselves to know what we're dealing with. So we have a somebody who says, "You know what? I'm not going to give you the the pussy, mm -hmm. but I'm going to give you the back door." What do they do? What do, what, sh what, what do they, I think we should not be doing anything if it doesn't fit three standards. Is it safe? Is mm -hmm. it consensual? And is it fun? Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you want to hold that pussy, <laughs> girl, if you want some WAP power, 
Hold on. You don't have to give it up. Yeah. And Here. I don't understand why these boys are mm. all, and these straight men are about the anal. Listen, Do you against, get it? Don't, are, y- don't yuck in somebody else's yum. I'm not. I'm not yucking in someone's yum. So I, I Can I provide an education? If, yeah. So for all the men out there, mm-hmm. when you have something pressing up against your prostate, it will make you sing. Mm. That's why guys have anal sex. But I don't think these women that are doing anal... I mean, some, but I think a lot of them are like... Don't yuck on other people's yum. Sometimes there is something about having... being, being Being the recipient of someone else's pleasure without you... I'm Being not saying that, but the, this is not what we're getting into here. This is about okay. her feeling like she needs to. Yep. She needs to. So here, here are my. She concerns. needs to take one for the team so she can retain her man. Yeah. So I think those are my concerns. Actually, my biggest concern is one, the dynamic of a relationship that you mm-hmm. feel that you need to compromise something about yourself in order to make your partner feel more secure and the fear of mm-hmm. that if you don't give in to him that he will leave there's something about that dynamic that's very yeah. unhealthy and i think because of that i would say that's a huge red flag for me so that's number one how are you communicating with your partner so first the ownership of that communication is on the and and it, I'm assuming this was a woman, right? Who was the, the listener? Yeah, I mean, so I I'm, could I'm assume. Gonna, yeah. I mean, she wants to, she's saying all the things that would indicate yes. that they were so, an so identified the first, female. Yeah. Yeah. So the first mm-hmm. part is, is that I'm concerned about her level of communication in the relationship. Well, this is really a like, thing. Like, wh- like, how are you defining what your roles are and creating your own boundaries and being able to stand and be respected for it? And I then think the we other, were, And then the yeah, other part on. is, would be for her partner why what is he doing in the relationship that he is not causing her to feel secure in her decision i also want to say this mm-hmm. i'm just going to say on the other end mm-hmm. sex is an important part of relationship is an important part of relationship mm-hmm. but as we have seen on the love is blind yeah there I mean, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I will not be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm just stating that it's not for the boys back not home. Not yucking in your yum. I do not want to have a sexual a relationship with somebody who is in a sexual... That is not a very sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not want to be in a relationship you with somebody... You don't want to be in a celibate relationship. I don't, I don't want... I want somebody who has a high emphasis on sex. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I don't hold that belief Mm -hmm. but i also want to say like there's this thing about the virtuous woman Mm -hmm. right and there's there's, a double standard yeah and these guys who are like i mean you you see it on love is blind they're like it's interesting like i think it's the you know guys would always say like i don't want my wife i want to the earth phrase that people say the heterosexual men i'm gonna say it loud for you guys for the boys back home i want to freak in the sheets but a lady in the streets. I mean, there's lots of ladies in the <laughs> in the sheets. But here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. That's where they want their wife to be. Per- like, you know, everyone looks at them. They want the Aisha Curry, who is the person who looks like a lady, 
But for some reason, wink, wink, you think that she's a freak in the, the sheets oh my God, back in the day. We were walking by that guy and I was like, hey. <laughs> and I did a wink, you guys, that happens. Then there was the other guy that was all about me. Can I say something? <laughs> oh, my God. So the other day, I, like, was getting hooked up by my hairdresser, John, hairdresser, mm. my barber, Johnny, who... This guy... How did that date go? I think Johnny would have hooked you up with a nice guy. And this guy's like... I like had double blocked. Mm -hmm. Like I was just not thinking about going on a date. And this guy that I was like... He got real mad. And I sent him another apology again. I Mm -hmm. said, hey, I just want to let you know. I'm totally sorry. Like I totally spaced it. I've been really busy. And he was like, well, if you want to get naked. But then he was like... Anyhow, no, I do not want to get naked with you, okay? Did you guys actually go on a date? No. So he just wanted to... He just wanted to... Yes. Mm, That's like the Hamilton song. Anyway, so let's get back to this listener. So uh, here's what what I'm going to say. You should do what makes you happy Mm -hmm. and what you feel comfortable with. I would say that... Part of it is is maybe working with a therapist yep. who can help you work through some of the stuff around sex yes. and like what does that mean? Premarital counseling is very important. Yeah, I think but it I allows think it's you like to this work thing the of I'm going to be a virtuous virgin before I get married. I don't know that I I think that who my parents were not virtuous virgins and they've been together for 20 mm-hmm. years. I mean, people are bad at sex. And yeah. then it turns into this huge thing. So we're so, just so again, f- I'm not yucking in we her yum. We have two more. We I know. Two more. I'm not yucking in her yum. So I'm going to say this uh, to her as well. We're at 104. I'm going to say this to her. It's okay if you want to hold on to your virginity. It's okay if that's a value that's important to you. But I think what's much more important is how you articulate that value to your partner. And whether or not yes. your partner is going to support you in a relationship. True. Because I think how this person treats you pre-marriage... And how they make you feel, the security that you feel leading up to marriage will be the security that will be mimicked throughout marriage. Okay. You don't just marry someone and then all of a sudden it magically changes how sure. they feel about you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important for you to like invest some time in answering those questions before you make a decision that's harder to break. Okay. All right, let's move on. So, Dr. Deck, Mm -hmm. I've been working at this place for a year. A few months ago, my boss asked me to join him for a happy hour, Mm -hmm. which turned into many happy hours. Okay. I'm getting the sense that he's into me, but there's one thing. He's married. Should I be a homewrecker or should I walk away? Conflicted in Ohio. Ooh. Oh, honey. So, inner office romance is, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I have never had, in all of my years, an inner office romance. Mm. You know, when I was a (laughs) professor, (laughs) I've never slept with a student. Can't say the same thing. I I was always really good. I treated my work, my professional place, Uh as... um, we kind of mess. I'm not sure, but uh, well, honey, we're not. Mm-hmm. I've always treated my place, mm-hmm. your pro- your professional place. Yeah, I've always treated them. Yeah, except when you had that one boss who used to sexual harass you and rub. Oh your my hair god, she would come in and <laughs> rub my hair, honey. So, um, this is an interesting scenario because 
So this is an interesting scenario. Why is that, Scott? <laughs> so I'm going to go back to what my grandmother used to say. Okay. So Grandma Eunice Scott, God rest her soul, my amazing matriarch of our her. family. Mm-hmm. She used to say, how you get them is how, how you, you keep them. And so... This okay, g- so there was a little thing that happened, so I already heard this, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, we okay, had a little so bit of audio interruption. Go on. Anyway, so he is telling you all you need to know about how he values relationship, Well, this is not... No, he's... he. Okay, so I want to back up here because we need to break some things down. So what? Yeah, he so, he may not be fully into her. She may be like her. He she may, be internalizing. He may not have any reads into her, but she needs to understand like, don't shit where you don't eat. shit where you eat. One, yeah. but two, can I? But, can, but let me just yeah. yeah. Go I, on. I get that's that's my part two to it, right? And why is the man the always like this like predator that's like coming yeah. up, like. There's okay, a lot of women predators that I have encountered in my life, and like his like, boss. Well, I'm just saying in general, like uh-huh. there, like it's a difference when it's a man versus a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you ladies, you're gonna pay for me to go to dinner, okay? So, yeah, Scott, I'll there, pay yeah. for your dinner. Okay? I've paid for your dinner. I know you did. <laughs> so there, so there's a couple. So there's a couple of things. So the first part is mm-hmm. one. If he's actually sending you these messages, that's a huge red flag to you. Because as a married man... And we're just saying hypothetically. Hypothetically, because there's nothing nothing that's telling us that he is. So that's number one. Number two is your workplace is... Should be... Like, that should be the last place that you're looking. You should not be having inter-office romances. Number one is, first of all, the place that you're working is your livelihood... This is the place that should be separate from all other cantankerous um, interactions. And I I understand the attraction to it. Like we spent, there's 565,200 minutes in a year. 525,600 minutes in a year. The in average person spends 125,000 plus minutes. Did you just do that math? I did that math the other day because I was doing something for my office for Culture Champions. So the average person spends about 126,000 minutes at work if they work a full-time job. And you could be praying to Jesus instead of trying to have some incestuous happy hour with your boss. And that's not counting travel time. That's not counting overtime. That's not counting also the out-of-work time. That's counting those 40 hours that you have committed yourself to work for your company and not for your boss's attention. So this actually leads to the whole idea of just like how attractive it could be, like working side by side with that person. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, this also shares the complication of how messy you can make it be when you started to have those relationships. So I'm just telling you, don't do it. The other part is, if this is not reciprocated, which it doesn't seem like it is. Well, and if it, even if it is, let's no, just... No, no, something the same. So if it isn't so reciprocated, is, uh-huh. the second part is the problem. Because you're now creating an unhealthy work environment for you, your colleagues, everyone else around you, right? And you also are going to be losing esteem for other people. I have seen it where I've seen women who I know have infatuation 
with the person that they're working with. You see it in how they speak to them, how they, they think, and it makes everyone uncomfortable because that creates, if you've witnessed okay, any so, sexual harassment policy, like that makes it a very hostile work environment. Well, yeah. I don't want to be the, sexually harassed. Like when you come in my office, tell me I'm wearing jeans and then you're like, hands are my hair. Let's not talk about that. The other, I think the it's other part, other the other end part of it. Is, she needs to watch out that she could be Me Too. We need mm-hmm. to put more women on the Me Too yeah. because there are lots of mm-hmm. women out there that are violating. The other part is, I mean, like, I have been someone who, like, my. Ugh, I mean, I, I, I didn't even want to talk about this, but I like, I, remember that text I sent you? Oh, yeah, that guy. It, it was so uncomfortable because uncomfortable. it's like God, nobody some, sometimes people misread signals in the workplace. Well, and I think it's like we're in. So I like I'm just going to share. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So earlier today, my client had texted me and oh. I, I I was like, I wrote, I I'm going to move the session. I'm going to, I meant to say, I'm going to move the section. Session. And I, I, I said, because it's L O V E. So you said you were going to say M O V E is for move. Yeah. I felt like, oh my God. And you accidentally said, I love you. Yeah. I said, I'm going to move. I, and I said, instead, I'm going to move you. I said, I love you. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I was like, I felt like so embarrassed because, and I was like, clearly it was a typo, but. You know, it, yeah, and I think and that's a normal rad. reaction for you to have that I, experience. because I treat it very seriously. Like, yeah, I mean, but I then just treat it I'm also someone who's like, so I've had this very hostile workplace relationship with this guy, and intentionally, one of my colleagues was like, he, he really like, he's really trying really hard. I think he really wants to do a good job. He really likes you, and I feel oh, like you addressed it. No, no, no. So this is before oh, that, right? Okay. So before, so here's what happened. He was somebody who was just being like, I just don't, I didn't respect him. He was just like, I just, his work ethic was just very weird to me. And he didn't say things that I was just like calling him out for. His supervisor mm-hmm. um, and I are actually peers. So his supervisor came to me and was like, hey, can you cut him some slack? Like he's new. He's trying to do a really good job. Can you some slack? What? Wait, wait. So, so okay. I was like, okay, fine. I will like meet him on a personal level, get to know him, and you know, and and just be a little bit more supportive because I I could have been a dick. You've seen me in workplace. Sometimes I'm a little bit of a dick. She's the dick, <laughs> folks. Like I'm so, not. I'm not saying that. Like, so Scott, I was like, let like, me. Sometimes you would you would be. I would be like, so I so practice I like, me, boundaries. Yeah, so I just want to say, let me tell my story. <laughs> so we're sitting at work and we like, I would go, I'm leaving to go to the gym for an hour. And, and then you would be gone for an hour 15. No, I would not. I would be gone for 60 minutes. Check that clock I have time. looked at the time. Let's ask Dolores. <laughs> we'll go back and ask her. But... When I was sitting there and I would get text messages, you know what I used to do? I used to block your number for an hour (laughs) until I returned to my office. Anywho, so I'm a stickler for certain things. Anywho. Me too. You know, I'm I'm sure there's reasons why, but I needed to create my my boundary. Okay. Yeah. So because of a suggestion of his boss, yes, of his boss, my peer, I decided, let me just go and be uh-huh. nice to him. So I think I, I drove him home one day because him and I lived together. 
I don't know, at this point I don't even care if he listens to this. So I drove him. Yes. I I drove him home, had a very like kind of congenial conversation, literally did not cross any freaking boundaries with him. Then he starts People can turn anything sexual. Then he starts texting me, I like your smile. I've been thinking about you. I like your smile. I'm homesick. I miss you so much. Like, bro, that's first of all, I am his superior. So anyway, super inappropriate. Moral of the story. Moral of the story is don't misread signals of people. Your boss could just be trying to be nice with you. Could be he nice. He might have just and been I providing also, proper supervision you know I by also taking think you out of the office. Like having happy hours with your coworkers can get really messy. It is a little bit messy. You yeah. know, when my ex partner mm-hmm. used to be his friends, mm-hmm. you know, with his people in that were working in the office. And then they would have a big blow up. Mm-hmm. And I would say, this is the problem. You were friends. You crossed the boundaries. And I was yeah. like, I would be very direct. And I would say, well, this is your problem. You yeah. are having, you're having friendships with your people. And then you want to come in and be their boss. So yeah. you can't do both. Anyway, so to our listener out there in Ohio. Don't do it. Conflicted. You need to stay conflicted. And you need to not be... You need to not be trying to boo up. With your boss. With your boss. Your married boss. Like, walk away from that. Yeah. So last listener, Dr. Deck. Hi. I've been seeking, seeing Mm -hmm. this woman for a couple of years, and we hooked up during the pandemic. Things uh, were great, but now the things have opened up. I want to open things up. (laughs) Cuffin season. Okay. I'm worried if I bring it up, they will leave me. But I'm not monogamous. Mm. Or that's what I've realized. I need your help opening things up in Boston. Girl, and we gotta we gotta this Wrap is this our bo- yes. yeah, because we're at once. Listen, Boston. I Boston. I Boston Boston. Park the car in the yard. Mm-hmm. I understand that you don't like where your car is currently parked. And you would like to park your car in other people's yard. You'd like to park it in another (laughs) parking space. And I like to be parked on my space sometimes. And that's that's okay. Perfectly But what is not okay is for you to be leasing at this particular garage and not tell your lease owner... You that need you to let your lease owner know that you have no, other options. You have other options. Because she could be renting that space. She could be. For a higher percentage for, for you. For a Tesla. There we go. But she, you are making it impossible for her Because right now. your Honda Civic is parked in her You're, Tesla space. And you know what? I would totally fuck in the Tesla. <laughs> the Tesla's having it. I was in your first Tesla experience. Mm. When we were in that Tesla together, you've never oh, been yeah, in yeah, one. Yeah. No, I was. I popped in your Tesla cherry. I think I was before when I was. No, it was. You like, it was uh, that was me. I was before I was in Miami. My friend Brian. You didn't pop your Tesla cherry with me. No, but I popped my first Uber Tesla cherry. Okay. So, anyways, I think this is what it is. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure we're clear in our communication because if we are and not honest and honest about the things that we do not do and do not mm-hmm. want. And you know what? I don't, if you're not monogamous, be non-monogamous. Mm-hmm. If you do not want, you do, if you want to roll around in some Nutella, honey, you go and do it. 
If you want to be a puppy, be a puppy. If you want to be a giraffe, you <laughs> a giraffe and up. If you want to be a penguin, I'm a penguin. I don't even know what that is. Penguins are monogamous. It's my term that I coined for men that spend their <laughs> What? <laughs> it's for men that want to spend their lives together. I'm a Christian. For I'm life. for the Lord. Okay, I'm for the Lord too. So, yeah. I just think that we're not... I think that it, maybe it's time to let that... Okay. I think it's time to have a... So the theme is is we need to make sure we're communicating. Yes. Communication is key. Communicating with your partner before marriage, communicating effectively with your boss and maintaining appropriate boundaries in the workplace relationship, and communicating with your partners when you're in relationships that you would like to end it or see okay. other people. You just want to make sure that you're not... Um, kind of being the toxic person in relationships that you talk about. There's no toxicity. We are not doing a Britney Spears album. But this was, this was great. I enjoy these listener um, letters. Well, I think we should bring them back. So folks, if you want to hear more of our commentary, please email us. You want to hear that again. Info at L A I K E rising therapy. Okay. We love you guys. Well, we love you too. Um, And can I just say the Lulu's look snatched. My booty looks snatched. I was, I was skeptical about you being able to fit in. I was actually making fun of you in the store. Me and the store owner had a moment, you know, me and him were, were like, bitch you're not gonna fit in a medium i can wear these to the gym and then i can but he he dropped it he did the drop it challenge with the lulus let me do it again going down drop okay so anyway so thank you scott doctor scott for being here and my name is uh dr richard mills dr richard mills dr dick for sure And I am hungry, Asa. And waiting I'm for making my salmon. you some salmon and carrots. <laughs> I can't wait. I made breakfast. He makes dinner. I that's dinner. how we like yeah, to end that's their how night. We do it. Except, you know what I'll say? This apartment smells when I cook. Okay, you just have to put out the vent. I did, but it like it's smelting here for like mm. two days. Can you open the window? Well, I'm gonna have to do something. We're gonna have to take the thing out so that we can cook. Anyways, mm-hmm. the music that you heard today is by DJ Chauncey D, D. and oh. Ben Hector. Chauncey, I hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, this I week. hope you're enjoying your time away. I saw that you were in. I so. want to see some pictures. Okay. Chauncey, can I meet you soon? I just, oh I'm just kind of just that girl, you okay. know, just a little bit. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Chauncey, you know where I sit. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Let's make sure we make the world a better place in this heavy, heavy time that we're in. So. Absolutely. Right. Let's pray for Ukraine. Have okay. a great one, everybody. Peace, love, and Lots of painted sex for nails. everybody. I painted my nails. If we all had sex with everyone of different races and creeds, we will all be the same. That's yeah. our motto. Fuck we'll it up, people. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it up, people. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Till next time. Bye.